Hey y'all, welcome to Book Marketing Mania. I'm Kim, a book marketing strategist for Christian authors, and I'm so thrilled you're here to learn how to grow your author platform, market your book on podcast, and steward your message in a way that honors God and your time. I'm so thrilled today to have my friend Rebecca George, host of the popular Radical Radiance podcast and author of her brand new book, Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. Rebecca and I talk about the tension of time and capacity and how to prioritize time for marketing our books how to discover your own unique voice as an author, and a super creative way of collaborating with other authors to create an enticing pre-order gift. And as both a podcast host who interviews authors and as a podcast guest herself launching her very first book, y'all know I had all the questions for Rebecca. So much, in fact, I'm releasing our conversation in two parts, because as a host myself, I want to honor your time as you market your books, and you're in for a treat with what Rebecca has to say about that. So let's get to it. Okay, Rebecca, welcome to Book Marketing Mania. I'm so glad you're here today to serve our listeners. Oh, Kim, I'm so happy to be with you. I have been looking forward to this for weeks. (laughs) And I know we were just talking before we hit record, like we would love to just sit and talk for an hour about, you know, God, Gilmore Girls, Yellowstone, Mm. all the good things. Garth Brooks, our favorite country singer. Uh, But we're going to talk about book marketing today, you know, because that's what we're talking about for our listeners. So I just want to dive in. As everybody heard from the introduction, Rebecca has a new amazing book coming out called Do the Thing. And for our listeners, the thing that God's calling us to do the most is to get out there and just share the message he gave us. But the biggest struggle I hear from a lot of our listeners, Rebecca, which I know you can relate to, is that that just takes so much time, right, to get out there and share your message and market your message, especially when you're in the middle of marketing a book. Everything seems so overwhelming. And so I just wanted you to kind of talk into that, just how we can approach it from, you know, not being overwhelmed by it, but just how how do we fit it in? Oh, yeah. There's so much there, isn't there? And Mm -hmm. I think our calling, our purpose, whether you're a writer or God's called you to whatever, sometimes it can feel so big, like we're going to miss out on it or it just can be overwhelming, right? And so that's absolutely a pain point, I think, that we all face as authors. And I have certainly faced, and I know for me, at least in this moment, because I'm in the midst of a book launch, Mm -hmm. there's this term I use in the book called the third lap of the mile. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell the story of a workout that I used to hate doing when I was marathon training and it was mile repeats. <laughs> and the reason I hated mile repeats was, you know, I could like gut out a 400 or I could, you know, go run 26.2 miles, but for some reason, sprinting a mile just felt so hard. And so the first couple of laps of those four laps, you know, I'd have energy and I'd be excited about this workout and I would get to that third lap of the mile and I'd come so far and yet I had still so far to go, right? And it was in that third lap that my arms would get tired and my breath would be so labored and my legs would be just, you know, on fire. And metaphorically speaking, I just think there are moments like that in our calling, which is what you're alluding to, right? Mm-hmm. Of yeah. we're just weary And we want to be faithful to what God's called us to. And yet we have kids or we have this responsibility within our local church that we've committed to. And yet we feel called to write this book or whatever. And so 
I think it takes a lot of intentionality and really sitting back and thinking through, okay, what's my margin? Do I need to create more margin in order to, you know, successfully launch this book as an example? Because I know this is what we're talking about of, of book marketing. There are some things I've had to lay aside in this season in order to faithfully launch this project, right? And mm-hmm. and I know attention, I have conversations about a lot with authors is, gosh, we have to do so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do. There's so much that you have, you know, air quotes, have yeah, to have, do yeah. <laughs> in order to be an author these days. And that is such a tension that we hold. And I think there's a little bit of ownership on us of realizing whether we like it or not, this is the world that we live in within publishing, right? Mm -hmm. Publishers are looking to authors more than they ever have Mm -hmm. to use their platforms to reach new readers. So I think there can be this tension that we hold of being frustrated with all the things that we feel that we have to do as authors and also... I want to be faithful to the call that God's put on my life as as a writer and as a mm-hmm. speaker and launching this book. And I myself, I have faced that tension in the last few months of having to lay aside certain things and focus in the right places and use my time wisely more than ever before. And I actually have been thinking about this statement and I just think it it's so pointed and and will serve I, I hope your listeners so well that I actually heard John Acuff say years and years ago he was talking about launching a book mm-hmm. and he said every day when I wake up the first thing on my mind is who hasn't heard the message that I have to share and where can I go find them Mm, that's great advice. Who hasn't heard my message and where can I go find them? And the answer to that is what we're chasing after every day, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it is writing articles or being guests on different people's podcasts or um, sharing that content in a new way on our own show, different things like that. So there's, there's a lot to do and we can either be frustrated by that or we can realize, okay, God has called me to this work in this unique time in the history of publishing. And I can see frustration in that, or I can be faithful to the opportunities he's placed before me and really take a look at my time, how I'm spending it, what might need to change, how might I need to be intentional more than ever before. Kim, I was actually talking to my husband this week and I did the math on this and I think it's just helpful for other authors maybe walking into a book launch season. I would estimate that by the time I close out this year, get on the other side of the launch of this book, I'll probably do somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 or so podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of estimating, okay, what's the time spent there, you know, per show and things like that. And, And I did the math and it came out to around a full 40 hour work week worth of just recording on other people's podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to my husband through, okay, if I know that is true, what do I need to change in order to craft my schedule and my time in such a way that I'm able to keep a sustainable pace? I'm able to figure out kind of what's my threshold, right? I know for me, if I do more than four or five recordings in a day, I'm just not worth much at all by the end of the day. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I think figuring out for yourself what that threshold is and and what's maintainable for your schedule uh, just really matters. So we we can get overwhelmed, we can get frustrated by the weight of of the call of what it looks like to launch a book in 
you know, today's world, I think we can also choose intentionality. We can choose uh, to step back and be proactive about how we spend our time. And I don't know about you, Kim, but that makes my work a whole lot more fun Mm -hmm. when I'm able to walk into it with, um, you know, just a heart ready to serve rather Mm -hmm. than just being exhausted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I love that. And I'm going to ask you about this in a little bit, but I I love like that to some people, they might be like, oh, wow. You see, just like set aside a whole week and then you're done, you know, like, but it's not going to all happen in one week as we know. (laughs) Uh, And, but that is, that's a lot of time. And you, you know, if you look at it as I'm only generating content on somebody else's platform, but yet you're sharing your message that God gave you. Right. But also, and again, we're going to get to this in just a minute, because I have to ask Rebecca, all the questions about podcasting too, is I love that, you know, as a podcast host yourself and, you know, you're out Mm -hmm. there sharing this message on other people's platforms, but everybody's going to also learn that you're a podcast host, you know? So it's like, I thought it's kind of a double flow, right? You're getting to share your message, but you're also getting to share about Radical Radiance, your amazing podcast and, and lead listeners back to that as well. So it's a double whammy for the press of one, I guess, if you will. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of time trying to figure out what is the best use of our time. And I love that you, you really talk about that. You have a whole chapter in Do the Thing dedicated to the tension of time. And you talk about boundaries and capacity. So everybody needs to go get your book and, you know, dig into that. But one of the quotes that um, I read in the book, and I actually heard you talk about this the other day with Misty Phillip on her By His Grace podcast was, you know, the outcome is God's, the obedience is ours. And I think Mm. that comes into play so much when it comes to all the different ways, you know, we think we have to go chase all these ways to market our books, but we really need to to really lean into what he's calling us to do and just know we we can only do what we can do, right? I mean, we do have to put these boundaries and capacity into place, like you talk about in the book, and then just you know, do our job and release it and let the outcome be his. Um, so talk to us a little bit about, you have some prayer prompts in that chapter that I was just talking about, the tension of time. And will you just talk about like one of the prayer prompts is, you know, God, help me see my time as a gift from you. And then secondly, help me seek out better harmony and how I spend my time. And then third, God, help me make changes in my schedule that will allow you to serve more efficiently. And you talked a little bit about that, but I'd love for you just to maybe talk a little bit more about how we can go to God for those answers and help him help us prioritize the things that we're going to move forward with in our marketing. Yeah, Kim, I think that's so important that you bring that up. And, um, you know, how we spend our time really at the end of the day is a stewardship issue, right? How am I using this gift of time that God has given me for his glory to advance his kingdom? How am I using my gifts and talents in such a way that uh, brings glory and honor to him? And I know as, as authors, that is um, so directly tied to our work, right? As mm-hmm. as Christian authors of, okay, God, you've given me this precious message from you, from your word, and let me use that to the full extent that I can to reach readers and advance your kingdom, right? So I actually flipped to the page that you were talking about and the prayer prompts you were talking about. And the first one, seeing my time as a gift from you. And mm-hmm. and like I said, it it really is a stewardship thing and seek out better harmony in how I spend my time. I think we like to toss around the word balance as mm-hmm. it pertains to time. And I've just, over my life, I don't know about you, Kim, but I found that to be so unhelpful. Yes, yes. Yeah, there is I no balance, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that my life has ever felt balanced. But when I think about, uh, and I use this analogy of a choir, right? There's 
beautiful harmony that you hear when all the parts are coming together in a way that's, you know, beautiful to the ear. And if we think about our time kind of in metaphorically the same way, we all have a lot of priorities, a lot of maybe assignments God has placed before us. Maybe we're a wife, a mom. We feel called to write and speak. We also want to be involved in the life of our local church. And Mm -hmm. so maybe we're leading a small group or whatever it is that God has us in. And all of those things come together. And that's, you know, those things mesh together are, are our life. And there's a beautiful harmony that exists in that. If we create the right rhythms for rest and intentionality and how we plan our time and those types of things. And so um, there's no time that I think matters more for that for an author than a book launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's a really good time to have this conversation as we think about marketing our books is what do I need to set aside? What do I need to prioritize? How's that going to change my overall rhythm? Mm-hmm. And and I know for even our family, you know, Fridays for me, just because of my work schedule, tend to be a pretty heavy recording day. And it's also the day that my husband's home from the office because he's a lead pastor and he works all day on Sunday. So uh-huh. he takes Fridays off. And that's been a sacrifice for us. But we also know okay, on Saturdays, that means we we really need to protect our Saturdays, right? Because that's the day that we get to spend together. Mm-hmm. And so we've had some conversation around that. So yeah, it it absolutely matters. And I think as creators, we we're passionate about our work and there's nothing I love more than having conversations about God's word and what he's teaching me and, and writing. And so it's easy for me to... Uh, just slip into this, just working all the time type pattern because I love what I do. Right. Um, But I also find that when I take intentional time out to rest, um, I'm so much more refreshed when I come into my work. So Mm -hmm. does that resonate with you, Kim? Yeah, absolutely. And I love just, yeah, putting a priority on your relationship because I know uh, my husband will often bring it to my attention that maybe I'm spending Uh a little too much time on these (laughs) other things that I am on my marriage. So that's, oh, it's really so convicting. Um, Yeah. And in the book, you talk about, you know, learn Learning to prioritize your goals that matter most as we move forward with gumption and grace into what God is, you know, the the thing God's calling us to. Um, And by the way, if you pre-order Rebecca's book, you're also going to get a goal planning guide to just kind of help you through these things we're talking about. So that's so fun. And then I wanted to shout out to one of the quotes that you have in the book is, you know, focus on doing the thing really well rather than doing all the things with mediocrity. And Mm -hmm. that's a struggle I've heard from so many people too. It's like, there's just so many things. I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels or, you know, I'm only doing them, you know, halfway. I'm not doing anything really well. So I love that quote Mm -hmm. so much. Okay. So let's talk about podcasting, Rebecca, because I know a lot of my listeners, they feel like the thing God might be calling them to in order to share their message to the women that they want. He wants them to reach is to start a podcast, to build relationships and help market their books. So I want to shout out to Radical Radiance, Rebecca's podcast. Mm -hmm. You've been at it for three and a half years, 270 episodes. And we're all like, oh my gosh, how could we ever do that? Uh, But you can. And so will you just talk about how, you know, when you started your podcast, you know, from from then to now, I mean, how it's maybe helped Mm -hmm. you hone your message and build relationships and your author platform. And if it, if it played a part being a podcaster, did that play into part into getting your do the thing book deal? Absolutely. All of those things are true. And I would say, 
you know, from the very beginning, I was a lonely pastor's wife in a small town and (laughs) I needed an outlet outside of my bubble. So I would say the selfish reason why I started podcasting was that. (laughs) And also I knew by creating content on a more regular basis, using my voice rather than the written word, I knew would help develop me as a speaker. And so if that's something that you want to grow in, I can I can see absolutely fruit that's come from that and my teaching style and me getting really clear on how I feel called to encourage and equip women. And so that absolutely has been the case. And I will say, Kim, in every way, I think God has used it to play a part, a very important role in making this book happen on several levels. One of them would be endorsements. If you look inside my book, most, uh, I think there's only one endorsement um, who actually was not a previous Radical Radiance guest. Mm, wow. And I connected with almost all of the the women and actually I had Jordan Rayner endorsed too. He was the only the only dude endorsement that I have. <laughs> but um, but most of the endorsements came from relationships that I built through podcasting. And so that has absolutely been a gift. And I reconnected with my agent, Blythe Daniel, by having her on my show when her book came out. She's also an author. Mm-hmm. And we reconnected at that point and then started working together. And so I also think in the eyes of an agent or a, an eventual publishing house, it's certainly attractive to come to the table with not just, you know, maybe a platform on social, but something outside of that where you're on a regular basis serving and encouraging your future reader. Mm-hmm. And you're able to prove that. Yes. Right. And so everything that you said, I think, has played a vital role in it. Yeah. And I love that you touched on the consistency because that's the, I mean, and I know we yeah. talked about this in DMs on Instagram because that's just like that you had, you had talked about that in your episode on Radical Radiance of your, when you celebrated a hundred episodes. Yeah. And that was the main thing, right? Just being consistent led to your success of, you know, keeping going with that and getting to interview amazing people and, and now get your book deal. And, I, but I, I think just the, the, like the, the deadline you set upon yourself, like you, you've made a commitment to show up week in and week out on a certain day. And you have to do it. I mean, I've seen it with mine too. It's like you you have that date and no matter what, you're going to show, you've got to show up for your listeners on that day and mm-hmm. provide some content versus like in the old blogging days, like, you know, be like, eh, I don't like blogging this week. No one's going to notice or, you know, yeah. on social, that's a whole nother ball game. But I love that. Yeah. The podcast is a, something that you can do that can be super consistent and show up for, I love how you talk about showing up for your future readers. I'm all about that. And um, you know, starting way back then, right. Whenever you yes. uh, just first started talking about the book. So another thing you talk about in the book that I love, of course, is overcoming negative thought patterns related Mm -hmm. to our callings. And I know, especially if God's calling you to share your message, especially on a podcast, there's all kinds of negative thoughts that do come up. And I'm sure they've happened for both of us. So talk about some of those, like what somebody might say to you, Rebecca, they might say, well, gosh, there's already so many podcasts. Why would Mm -hmm. I start a podcast? Mm -hmm. Okay. I am go I wish I could attribute the person who said this to me a few months ago and I don't remember who it was but I was talking to somebody about this very challenge as a content creator and they said something that 
has stuck with me for months. They said, Rebecca, over the last year or so, I've been reading through the Gospels. And as I was reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you know, we start to see the same account, the same story repeated multiple times in the Gospels, right? We know Mm -hmm. that. And she said, I was so challenged as I was thinking about this very thing that we we all say of there's maybe somebody out there already doing it like I could or whatever. I was challenged when I look at God's word and I see that God saw it to be very necessary for multiple authors to pin the same story in the infallible, inerrant word of God. Mm-hmm. Like God saw that to be necessary. And so in the same way, if I see a book come out, let's say I, I feel called to write a book on comparison and mm-hmm. I see somebody else in the industry release a book on comparison. Well, first of all, praise God that he led that person to write that specific message. She mm-hmm. is entrenched in a community of people that you will never know. Mm-hmm. She serves maybe a real specific audience. And God too has equipped you with the very same thing, right? And so you are able to use what God's given you, the unique sets of experiences and how he's specifically spoken to you to serve your readers. And I found that the more focused I am on that, the more easily I'm able to cheer for others, mm-hmm. right? When I'm really clear on where God has called me to run in and I'm faithfully looking to him for that. So I don't know if that resonates with you, Kim, but mm-hmm. that's that's just a few um just a few things that have helped me kind of stay in my lane, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you talk about that more in the book. And I think about like just as readers, right? We read a lot of books. I mean, like you just said, like maybe it's um comparison. Well, my gosh, I could probably pull out, you know, just off my shelf today, like 10 books on comparison because I haven't figured sure. it out. And you want to hear from different voices and different perspectives of where they were, where they dealt with this struggle. And uh, you just never know. I mean, like we say on, you know, like socials, somebody has to hear from you however many times, you know, before mm-hmm. they might take action. And I think it's the same way. Like you might just have to read different books and hear different voices speak into this one struggle you have before the one voice clicks. And you're like, oh, okay, finally, I get it, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And I know you talk about in the book, you say, in our creative work, it's easy to slip into a pattern of trying to be the clone of someone we admire. Um, and that's what you're talking about, right? Not even doing that. Like we have this unique voice that God's given us um, and we need to get out there and share from that unique voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I had this challenge early on in my speaking and my husband called me out on it. I would listen to my favorite Bible teachers uh, the week kind of leading up to a speaking engagement. And I'd think through, okay, I love listening to Priscilla Schreier pray. Mm -hmm. Like she can just pray the house down. I would Mm -hmm. love to pray like Priscilla prays. And maybe I would love to tell a story like Annie F. Downs. Mm -hmm. She's so funny and relatable. And I love that about her. And so I would try to emulate and mesh together some of my favorite qualities about maybe some of my favorite speakers. And I was admitting that to my husband and he got teary. And he said, Rebecca, I faced the very same challenge in my preaching style early on. Mm -hmm. And I just can't wait for the day that you find your own voice. Mm -hmm. right? Because you have been given a unique voice. God's given you that and you need to use that for his glory. And and the same is true for all of us listening to this conversation of God has given you a unique message to share, a unique voice that you need to use. And in emulating other people, 
all we're doing is squandering that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think when we really realize that for what it is, it helps, you know, I mean, if anything, convict me of that and then help me turn towards, okay, God, help me stand a little taller and, and realize a little deeper the voice that you have given only me Mm -hmm. to use for your glory, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I know you tell the story in your book about Jeanette, which I'm a big fan of her. It's time for coffee podcast, how she pitched you to be a guest on your show and how y'all, you know, run in similar lanes, but you just talk about how you can fall in love with your lane, but you still cheer on others that are right there beside you. And I think you've done that beautifully, like obviously by sharing your platform with other people and letting them be a guest on your podcast. But also you've invited people to be a part of a really cool, and I haven't seen this before, a pre-order bonus that you have, and it's your gift. His Glory, your 30-day collaborational devotional, right? That goes with the book. And you, so talk about how you did that, because I think it's just amazing. And it just, you just like lifted everybody else up. It wasn't just Mm. about you and your book. It's like, hey, there's some other voices that can speak into this. So tell us about Mm. how you, how you did that. Yeah, absolutely. There was a day I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I just thought, gosh, there are so many voices that I am am friends with, or at least online friends with that could speak into some of these topics, maybe even better than so much better than I could in this resource that I was sort of envisioning putting together. And I thought, wow, how cool would it be if it wasn't just my words, but it was words of, you know, and I just kind of threw out, okay, what if we did a 30 day devotional? Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's kind of what we landed on. And I pulled out some themes and topics that I talk about in the book, but maybe I didn't get to go as deep into as maybe I would have wanted. And I just kind of threw it out to some friends of, Hey, would you want to be a part of this project and write, you know, a 500 word piece for me to include in this um, PDF devotional that we're giving away? And people were so kind to say yes. And I'm so thankful for how it all came together. Kim, I know you have gotten it yourself, which I'm so yeah. thankful for. Oh, yeah, and, my friends um, in there. It's so fun. <laughs> yes. And so it's so fun to get to see all of these voices come together. And I just, you know, whether it's for a book launch or you're just trying to build some really robust lead magnets to help build your email list, I think partnering with other people and doing more of a collaboration project is such a beautiful way to not only further the message God's given you, but to pull other people into that as well. And I will say um, a friend of ours that has done this beautifully is Rachel Adams. Mm -hmm. She's actually the friend that, you know, I've seen do this multiple times in the past and it's yielded great results for her email list. And so I remember sitting down with Rachel and saying, hey, do you think this is a crazy idea, but like, Mm -hmm. what do you think about it? And so she's been um, another helpful resource to me. And so for people listening, if you want to go check out Rachel Adams' website, Mm -hmm. she hosts... um, the Love Offering Podcast. Yeah. She has some amazing just free giveaways on her website that are kind of modeled similarly mm-hmm. if you're looking for maybe some other examples. So yeah, yeah, that's so great. Both of y'all do such a good job of opening up your platform. Like you've got your your podcast, obviously, that you have people come on and share their messages as guests. So you're offering them that space on your platform, but also on your blogs, you know. And I was just yeah. I was talking to somebody earlier that, you know. When I first got into the online business, that's all there was, right? Was blogs. And it yeah. kind of has gone by the wayside as we've gotten so much more involved in social and podcasts. But now I'm definitely starting to see this the pendulum swing back again. Like that blogging is so important for people to be able to discover your messages, you know, if they're going on Google and, and looking up for something for their struggles. So I love how yeah. you both open up your platforms and allow other people to blog for you. Uh, Cause that's mm-hmm. just such a great way, you know, again, it's that collaboration. I think it's amazing and it's what makes the world go around for sure. 
So be sure to click follow on Book Marketing Mania in your podcast player because you don't want to miss part two of our conversation next week as I ask Rebecca all about her podcast pitching process as a guest launching her first book and what she likes to see from guests who are pitching her own Radical Radiance podcast. I can't wait for you to hear everything she shares and don't miss out on the pre-order bonuses she has for Do The Thing if you pre-order now at dothethingbook.org. See you next week. And as always, I'll be there for you to help you market your book one podcast at a time.